Have you tried Truebill yet? Oh my God, you got to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Opie. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Opie. It could save you thousands a year. It looks like we are live, and uh, I'm going to get right into it. Chuck Lynn, you are first on the live stream. You are first on the YouTube, my friend. Welcome. Yes, I will use your stars for beer, coffee, and for the next time my side view mirrors are taken. That is a fact. Surf it out, dude. Yeah, if I didn't have uh, two herniated discs, Andrew Singer, that's exactly what I would do. These days, uh, all the kid does is uh, he'll jump on his paddleboard. You got to check the wind because, man, you're standing up on a paddleboard. Next thing you know, that's that that acts like a sail and you could be gone within minutes. And I'll paddleboard out about, uh, man, I mean, I think the furthest I've paddled out into the ocean was about two miles where the houses were teeny weeny. And it is creepy as all hell out there because you don't know when a whale might just decide to breach really close to your uh, paddleboard. So you're just looking over the ocean just waiting and wondering and then then the your mind gets the best of you because now you just you just believe it's going to happen at any moment went fishing yesterday um honestly i haven't done a lot of fishing this year um still haven't caught a striped bass that's the only reason you fish off the off the shore way out here on long island and and get some bluefish but uh, the rest of the action if you're a seasoned fisherman like myself, and I could I could call myself that. Um, it's not that fun because you get a lot of those sea robins, a lot of them. They're like bait stealers. They're they're the reason why you can't just chill out and fish. You know, a lot of a lot of guys and gals. I see the gals, not a lot, but I see the gals. You want to sit in a chair with a bucket of clam bellies. You want to cast in not too far. That's the mistake everybody makes. They cast too far because they think. If I could get the line way out there, that's where the big fish are. But there's literally a dead zone. A lot of the fish like to feed right off the shore. Um, and when you're in these waves and you see the giant wave like this that you're going to body surf or a boogie board on, you will see the fish in the actual wave. And sometimes it's creepy because you see some big ones. But nothing that's going to harm you. Um, but anyway, you want to sit in a beach chair, a bucket of clam bellies. You want to throw in a little bit, maybe listen to a podcast or listen to some tunes, have a beer, socialize with people, you know, walking by because everyone's very, very friendly when you got a when you got a line in the water or a dog in the sand. And uh, you can't do that starting right around now until like late September because these stupid sea robins come in. They actually walk. If you go to Fish Guy Photos on Instagram, my friend Chris, I believe he's got some great underwater footage of uh, the sea robins. They're creepy. They they kind of walk and swim, and um, they're bait stealers. You can't, you can't keep your line in the water for more than a minute without catching one of these things. You're like, oh, another sea robin. And uh, it just simply isn't fun. Plus the fact you can't really eat them. Most people... 
Most people are disgusted by sea rounds, but you get someone every once in a while, like my friend Chris. Oh, they're delicious. But that, I don't know. I think they're, they're a lot of work if you really want to try to eat them. So uh, that's, that's the story, morning glory. So yesterday I did do some fishing because the, um, the sea robins aren't here yet. And uh, I caught some giant, uh, officially they're called dogfish. But a lot of people like to call them sand sharks. They look like mini sharks. Um, but they're, uh, I, call, I, I thought they were called sand sharks because of um, their, um, their teeth. It's not really teeth where the teeth should be. It's like um, sandpaper. I thought that's where they got the name um, sand sharks, but I don't. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think they got the name because they like to hang out on sandbars and stuff. I would have to ask Chris. Millions of peaches, peaches for me, Andy Volid, absolutely. Although I, I'm, uh, I'm allergic to stone fruit. You son of a bitch. That'll get the kid's lip going like, and the eyes closing. And then I got to be chugging like Benadryl immediately. But I do love a good peach. I just can't eat them anymore. Growing up, when I was eating my apples and my peaches, they just thought I had asthma. I just has asthma. As I'm crunching down on stuff that could kill me, apples and peaches and cherries. Why does he have hives all over his body? Maybe we should take him to the doctor. Ah, it's probably poison. Probably. We got that a lot growing up. It's probably... I used to have, get giant hives, and it had to be from the food I was eating. Because all the stuff that I now know I'm allergic to, um, I was eating as a kid. And then all the other stuff that I was allergic to, I was around. Like, we had cats every once in a while in our house, lots of dogs. And I'm definitely allergic to both those things and those fruits. But I come from a time, you didn't go to the doctor a lot, and I know I wasn't the only one. We got a lot of, pro- it's probably, and then uh, I think uh, at night my parents would, would cross their fingers and hope that the damn thing would just solve itself. <laughs> it's the truth. Obi thoughts on Howie for Prezi. Uh, Prezi? Oh, you did say Prezi. Okay. Um, it's just stupid. He ain't running for the presidency. The one thing I got to say, Howard Stern is very, I mean, look, he, he's a talented guy. I, I just think he's a, a jerk as a person. I really do. And he's very insecure. And his skin is literally... We tried to do this the other day. His skin is, is, is way less than paper thin. And I have no respect for the guy because when me and Anthony were battling, we weren't even really battling. We were just trying to make very entertaining radio. And Howard is such a character that it was easy to goof on him and talk about his nonsense on our show. And instead of like going on his show and saying F those guys and blah 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 and who how dare they and who they who do they think they are, he would he would march down the hall and yell and scream at bosses to make us stop. So I have no respect for the guy. But as far as him being Prezi, um he's a very smart marketing guy. He knows how to get his uh his name in the papers uh, still. I mean, I call it the papers, but no one's really reading papers. But you know what I mean. He gets the headlines all over all over the Internet. So, you know, he announces some dumb thing that he's so frustrated that he might run for the presidency. But he ain't, he's never going to do it. So then he gets headlines for, I don't know, 
a few days, and then he's got to go back to the lab and figure out how he's going to get his name in the headlines uh, next. And he's very, very good at that. 100%. But he's not going to be our president. I don't know who the hell our president's going to be. I think Trump's going to make a huge run for it. But I think DeSantis is going to be in his way. So that's going to bubble up to be a, a pretty big issue, I think. And then the Democrats again. Whether you love or hated Trump, there was a lot of vulnerability there. And then what did the Democrats do? They threw an old guy at the situation. He ends up winning. But now they have nobody in the wings. And Biden is just simply too old to continue being our president. But that's all they got. It just shows our system is broke. Where are the, where are the up-and-comers? That might be, I don't know, 20 to 25 years younger than, than Biden and Trump. Oh, well, DeSantis is a young guy. Where are those guys? Because now the next uh, presidential election is going to be another cluster F. Who would get excited over a Trump-Biden rematch? God. It's a miracle we survived our stupid parents back then. Yeah, man. Well, they were trying to save money. Yeah, I'm trying to think of half the stuff that uh, we didn't get taken care of. Oh, one of them was a was a dentist. Holy shit. Obviously. I got hit in the mouth um, as a kid. Elvar. When I when my teeth were coming in and all that, and I got them all sorts of uh, knocked out, knocked crooked. They were loose and all that, and they uh, they survived the elbow to the face. But uh, I, I got some crooked uh, bottom teeth, and my parents were like, they only could afford uh, braces for one kid. My lovely sister was the only one I believe that had uh, had braces, and the, <laughs> the rest of us have like. <laughs> Well, not all of us. I can't talk for all my siblings, but a few of us have definite graveyard teeth. Like I, mine are on the bottom. I got like two or three. The rest of them are actually in, in where they're supposed to be. But I definitely got uh, like an old graveyard on the side of the hill teeth on the bottom. Then we had so I mean so many cavities, so many because we just didn't go for our checkups and our cleanings. So the one thing I did when I um, made a few bucks, I got rid of all the, the silver in my mouth, and it's all just now white. I got it replaced with that white, which is now common practice, obviously. But when uh, the white uh, cavity filler thing came in, I went to a dentist. He's like, I could get rid of all all that silver in your mouth and replace it with the uh, the white. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Let's do that. I wore braces for two years in mid-30s. Dentist told me. That or dentures. Damn, really? All right. I mean, thank God they finally figured out the the teeth thing. Jeez. I come from a time where uh, (laughs) when people got the teeth. (laughs) Their mouth. I can't do it. Their mouth. I, I I can't do the face and do the voice at the same time. But basically, you know. They think it looks natural. You're like, oh, my God. And then they're looking at you like, what are you looking at? As their teeth are like this big. They finally figured it out. I think it's uh, through computers, right? Yeah. You mean the donkey teeth veneers? Yes, I do. <laughs> the giant fake choppers, yes. But, I mean, I, you don't. You just simply don't see that anymore. They, they have figured it out. <laughs> 
the poor first guy. There's probably I I don't know anything about dentistry, but I would assume like when you're making fake teeth and stuff, you're you're hiring like low level artists to try to replicate the human tooth. And uh, they didn't do a good job with that for the longest time. And then they're like, hey, uh, we could actually use a computer and we can make an image and we can make the exact replica of the tooth that's no longer there. But it's probably some kid just out of art school, like drawing teeth. I think this is good enough. And then you're the poor sucker that has to walk around with horse teeth. Tanks for nothing. You're going to you're going to what? I'm going to smoke a joint and watch Jaws, that movie. Know why that movie holds up? The stupid mechanical shark didn't work during the filming. And Spielberg was like, ah, shit. He's a great filmmaker, so he's like, all right, we'll film around the damn shark. And then they realized not showing the shark was more terrifying. And then, of course, the shark pops up when it has to. But Spielberg was such a great filmmaker. Instead of going, I can't film this movie until we figure out the shark issue. He's like, screw it. I'll start you know, uh, filming around it. And that's uh, exactly what he did. And that's what makes that movie so much scarier. And also why the, the, uh, the movie holds up. Because the original movie was supposed to have the shark in it a lot more. But the scenes where you see the shark, it, it doesn't hold up. Unfortunately, for the time, it was amazing technology, you know, this uh, robotic uh, shark. But uh, now when it's on the boat and stuff, you could see that it's moving like a robot. Um, But that's the reason why that movie holds up, uh, because you don't have a lot of uh, scenes where the shark looks really fake. Yeah, exactly. Andy knows. Andy, Andy Ballin knows this film. The less you see the shark, the more suspenseful the movie was. 100%. But it wasn't supposed to be like that. They they lucked into that when the when the shark wasn't working and Spielberg had to, had to figure it out. Rogan's on every day, right? If Rogan's making a hundred million a year, and some say that's a low figure. All right, so say he does two hundred shows a year at a hundred million dollars a year. So that means every month, every month, Joe Rogan is making about. $8 million, $8 million and change a month. Now you're, he's making about $2 million a, uh, a week. Holy shit. Maybe a little less. Wait, okay, I can do it that way too. All right, yeah. A little, a little less than $2 million a week. And then quick math on that, five shows a week, he's making... Is it possible that Joe Rogan is making four hundred? $400,000, is my math right? $400,000 every time he turns the mic on. And I get assholes getting mad because somebody gave me $2. Half mil a show. All right, RJ Henners is at a half million a show, give or take. All right, I said 400 and, 400 and change. Four, all right, so quick math. Yeah, quick math. Oh. Now, in our heyday, we were nowhere near that, obviously. I thought my number was impressive, but Joe Rogan is making... Let's cut that down even a little bit. Let's say it's between four hundred and five hundred thousand and 500000 every time he does a podcast. 
And you are his inspiration. Yeah, you know what? I think Rogan has to, you know, cut me a giant check. Give me a week's salary if we, me and Anthony were your inspiration. Give me a week's salary. And even though I don't like the guy, and give Anthony a week's salary as acknowledgement that we were your inspiration. Because the kid is sitting here hoping that he makes $20 today, which I think I just did. All right, I made my $20 for the day. I'm making $20 every time I turn this on. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of anyone that's had a career that has dropped to this level. Oh my god. Jesus. All right, I'm going to read this cold. What do we got here? It's hard to see. Oh, Thoughts on Vince McMahon scandal. Do you think he will be removed from WWE? The two women he supposedly paid off after affairs are smoking hot. Um, it's weird. I, I don't know the ins and outs, but there's a yeah, there's a huge scandal in the WWE, and um, Vince Vince has to go. He has to go, but he's the whole fucking company. But I'm sure his board of directors. I I wouldn't. And and Vince is old now. He's seventy. He's he could be as old as Trump. Doesn't look as good as Trump. He's uh, he's had a bit of a drop off, but it's well into his seventies. They're probably trying to figure out a way where he could gracefully, uh, you know, step down and move on. But look, I, I I told you a long time ago, morals, corporations, and morals. Those two things don't match up ever. I mean, ever. Thank you, sir. Me bitching about money gave me a, a healthy, uh, healthy day. Thank you, Rob. Um, corporations don't have morals whatsoever. If you're making money for a company, they will put up with everything you throw at them. In the end, SiriusXM let me go. Well, they started by letting Anthony go because we were not the hot show anymore bringing in the ridiculous money. And then Anthony left. I stayed. And then, uh, and then I had to go because I, I wasn't uh, bringing in uh, the same, same audience where they can make a, a lot of money off me. That's how it works. That's how it works. If we were killing it like Rogan, you could pretty much get away with anything. And that's how it works. But if you're damaged goods, then all of a sudden the corporation will find their morals and make believe that's the reason why you have to go. No, the fact is they... they they crunched the numbers and realized that you're not getting the job done anymore like, like you used to. I'll be honest. I came here not really liking you, but I leave with great respect for your acknowledgement of your current situation. <laughs> Lord nerd. Of course. I'm not stupid. But in the end, I had an amazing run. No one's going to be able to take that away from me. I mean, they try, but shut up. We set the radio world on fire. We had we had one of the greatest runs in radio history. I got that. I'll always have that. I'm not stupid. Back in the, the heyday, if I was turning on a live stream, there would be thousands of people watching. Right now, between the YouTube and the Facebook, I'm squeezing 127 people right now. That's it. That's my life. If it gets a little better, great. But it will have to be on uh, on my terms. It's a lot of work to do uh, do a high-profile show like Rogan's doing or what we used to do back in the day. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. You're mentally exhausted, or I can speak for myself. I was mentally exhausted because this is not my nature, by the way. And my wife, who's like, she's pretty brilliant, 
uh, to say the least. She finally figured out something that I had no clue about. She's like, this is not your nature. I'm quiet uh, when I'm not turning on a mic. I keep to myself. I'm, uh, I'm definitely uh, more of an introvert than not. I hate people that use that word because they don't know what that really means. They want to just feel special. I'm an introvert. No, you're not. Can you come out to this location in the middle of winter when it's 10 degrees out and not hear a voice for three days and walk up and down the beach by yourself? That's an introvert. But she's like, this is not your, uh, this is not your human nature. So, so um, over the years when I was doing Opie and Anthony, I was mentally exhausted all the time because it was a lot of work and also a lot of putting yourself out there like this. Um, you know, this is not me naturally. I don't, although I will socialize with people on the beach, but whatever. Maybe I didn't make the point correctly. I don't know. Uh, people just now figuring out Opie is self-aware. I guess they missed the shaman episode. Yeah. You know, a lot of these haters are working off, um, you know, old information, but whatever. What are you going to do? They don't want the new information. You know, that's boring. You seem quick with the math. I used to have a math brain, big time math brain. Actually, I was, I was one of those dweebs that had to go to the weird part of the school for special math courses. I don't know why they always had to take you to the weird part of the school. Why couldn't it just be a classroom? Also, it's like, okay, oh my God, you, you're showing that uh, your, your math skills are a few grades ahead of where you're at. So we're going to bring you to this, this art closet with a, a, a couple other nerdy people. One of them was in a wheelchair, basically doing the math through a straw. And then it's me. And then there was a really hot girl too that that made the uh, made the special math class. And then I, honestly, though, oh my God, Opie's finally realizing he's not cut out for public life. Oh my God, I said that a long time ago. <clears throat> I I have chosen to be a recluse. I like my life this way. Yes, I do. If an opportunity arises where I could jump right back into the whole mess, I would do it. But until then, I am good. I am good. Uh, getting back to my math, though. So I was, I was ahead of my grade. I would have to go to the weird part of the school with, uh, I mean, the references like the, the bar and Star Wars. But that's what we all look like. We all we all were like the, the uh, I don't know. <laughs> we just all looked weird. There's another kid where his glasses were like this thick, which made his eyes look giant. (laughs) And then I told you I had the person in the wheelchair with the straw. And then um, I had just ratty, mousy red hair that was too long. And then uh, then a smoking hot chick. That could have made a pretty good uh, 80s movie. What happened with the math, though? All of a sudden, my brain blew up. I was into it. I was into it. I was into it. But I was never, I never wanted to make a career out of it. I actually sucked at English. So when people found out that I was going into broadcasting, I'm like, you're you're supposed to be a scientist or an accountant, which would be hell on earth. No offense to the uh, accountants out there. But I had a math brain and my English skills sucked. But I was also pretty good at being just a goofball in school. So I'm like, maybe if I'm a goofball, people won't won't realize that my English sucks. So I'm going down this road. <clears throat> and my teachers at the time, they were bummed because I was I was pretty good at science too. They were really bummed. 
And then somewhere in my head, I wasn't into the math anymore. And my brain just went, just exploded. Then I went back into regular math classes, which was nice. You know, a regular classroom with 20 kids in it. Everything else, everything was now normal again. And I got to be honest with you, as a senior, I barely passed math. But after like taking the SATs in 11th grade, you know, senior year is like, you're not trying anymore to begin with. But then I was like, I, I don't like this math anymore. I never really liked it. I was just really good at it, I guess, for a while there. Uh, we all look weird. Great quote. Thank you, Randy. Have you tried True Bill yet? Oh my God, you got to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash opie. Go right now. Truebill.com slash opie. It could save you thousands a year. Wait, you don't know what True Bill is? Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply the ones you forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Look, a lot of people don't know companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. And Truebill's like, F that. They make it incredibly simple to cancel your unwanted subscriptions. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. It's as easy as that. Even I was skeptical, but I checked it out and went, oh my God, I saw subscriptions that I've been paying for for years, stuff that I forgot all about a long time ago. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. I'm not going to lie, I like this review. In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Opie. Go right now. Check it out for yourself. Truebill.com slash Opie. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill dot com slash opie uh good morning Opie. you should forgive anthony and go on his podcast would be so epic stop being a bitch and go and go work out thanks jim d yeah i know i have no desire to do that um the anthony i knew and i i don't even know if i actually ever knew the guy um but the version of anthony i thought i knew i should say it that way is long gone so that's why that'll never ever work if uh, if the Howard Stern show ever ends, who's the first guest from that show you want on? Baba Booey, Robin, etc. I don't want to talk to any of them. I've talked to, I talked to a bunch of uh, people from the Howard Stern show that were really, really cool. Um, I know he gets a lot of shit, but Stuttering John was very, very cool. I've had him on the podcast a couple times, and I think I was on his uh, once. He was very, very cool. I liked him a lot. Um, I don't really agree with him politically or anything like that, but, uh, you know, he was a good guy and he told some great stories. He's a very, very good guest. Um, oh, oh, did you ever think about joining up with Stuttering John doing a podcast? No, there's, that's another assholery thing that Ant's trying to do. He's like trying to lump me and Stuttering John together. Like we're very different people. Last time I said this, Stuttering John got mad, but... I do think that Stirring John uh, does a decent job, but I just don't. It's not my cup of tea, and I, it's not my type of politics. So, but that's another assholery thing 
that the haters and most of the haters are coming from Anthony at this point. I, I barely get any Howard Stern hate with all the shots I take. All my hate comes from a fucking guy that I discovered. That's fucking bullshit. So they try to lump me and Stutter and John together. And they want us to do a show together. First of all, if we did a show together, it would be very, very good. It would be very good. Uh, I had Grillo on from the Howard Stern Show. He was a very good guest as well. Um, who else did I have on? Uh, Jackie. Jeez, Jackie the Joke Man I had on from the Howard Stern Show. He was amazing. Actually, I, I owe him a visit. He's supposed to make me some steaks and we're supposed to talk about weed. And then, of course, Artie Lang. My God. Artie Lang, uh, after Anthony left Sirius XM because, you know, he blew himself up. Stop blaming me. Blame him. Stop blaming me. In the end, Anthony blew up the Opie and Anthony show. It's, it couldn't be more obvious. Maybe someday, someday he'll take a little fucking responsibility. It's unbelievable. But before uh, Artie started working with Anthony, he uh, he was doing my show um, uh, pretty regularly. And he gave me just giant, giant, hilarious hours of radio. And he was very, very cool. Artie was absolutely awesome. But you knew he was going through something. So he was, uh, <laughs> he was a bit unreliable. But he, Artie Lang's the type of guy, he's unreliable in the same way that John Belushi was, if you read the stories about John Belushi, and Chris Farley was. he Like, Artie is in that category. Unbelievably talented, unbelievably funny, but very unreliable at times. Like, all of a sudden, just leaving, leaving the show for whatever reason. You could speculate on that. Uh, but, but, I mean... But even if he was like out of his effing mind, which I, I saw a few times as well, he was still just, he would just crush it every single time. Every single time. It was awesome. And who else have I had on? And then, you know, I've had some of the side players like Pat Cooper from Howard Show, Gilbert uh, Gottfried. So to answer your question, uh, this is the long way around. Uh, I think I've talked to pretty much everybody I would like to talk to that was associated with the uh, the Howard the Howard Stern show. I think the rest of them that are left are kind of boring. I, I, I mean, no offense to her, I, you know, she does a good job, but Robin's just really just she's very very just boring. She doesn't suck, but she's just boring. It's nothing special going on there. And and boy, Gary's a kiss ass. Like, you know, what would I get from having them on anything? Artie's uh, hilarious, but understand. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's the beauty of some of these guys. And those were the guests that I loved having on the radio show because you just never knew. Otto, from Otto and George, he was unbelievable. But he was very unpredictable and, and unstable. More times than not, especially when we were back at WNAW, in the middle of a great appearance, he would just stop talking take his headphones off, and run out of the studio not to be seen again that day. And then some of the people around uh, the show would get so mad by that. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Maybe there was a, 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 t- a couple times there I was a little frustrated because we were planning on you know having him longer and you know he just kills for you. But in general, I would be laughing at because I'm like, this is insane. And then it gave us something to talk about. Like, wait, Otto just ran out of here. 
Those guys gave you great radio because you knew you had to listen to see what the hell was going to happen. Sean, uh, was Robin Florentine's ex-wife? Thought I heard that back in the day. No, uh, Jim Florentine and Robin Quivers uh, dated for a little while. Um, there was at least, well, we all hung out at the STP show in Jersey. I told that story recently on the OP Radio podcast. Um, I really do think she's, like, boring. I don't think she sucks, but I really do think... She doesn't really add that much to to Howard's show, but she's there so Howard could play off her. But with that said, she's a very, very nice lady. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, I'm in an Oasis kick lately. I love Oasis. Has anyone seen, like, the documentary when they played in front of, uh, what was it, 110,000 fucking people? I I think I (laughs) I think I can relate to the Gallagher brothers. (laughs) Well, that's what I was getting at, yes. Oasis are dickheads who can't even stand being around each other. So, it's... That was me and Anthony. I mean, there's no other way to say it. We had unbelievable chemistry. We had one of the biggest radio shows. And we couldn't keep it together. And we focused on so much nonsense. Just like the Gallagher brothers. They got the world by the balls, but they hate each other. It's unbelievable. All right. Oh, one other thing. So I think my dog uh, brought some ticks into the house. Had a scare last year with the stupid um, Lyme disease. Uh, It was a couple days ago. It was raining really bad. So we really weren't out and about. Um, And I've cleaned the house really, really well. And I'm laying on the couch two days ago, no shirt, just shorts, just sweltering. Because like I said yesterday, no AC, which I love it that way. And I got my stupid chest hair. Another thing that's wrong with me, my chest hair doesn't stop growing. It grows like a golden doodle. Like some of these guys, they have chest hair and it just stops growing. They don't have to groom it or nothing. It just grows to a certain length and, and that's it. It stops. With me, if I didn't shave down my chest constantly, I would have chest hair, no joke, that would be this long. I don't know what that is. Because it it doesn't seem like it happens to every guy, but with me, it does. So, long story short, my hair is getting a bit where where it's going to start looking like I'm making Jiffy Pop popcorn in my t-shirt. It's starting to to get a little uh, long and curly. So I'm laying on the couch after a long day of cleaning and um, no shirt on. And all of a sudden, I feel like a tickle. Just a tickle in, on my belly. I'm like, what the hell is this? I just see a tick just rocking up my chest hair like it's a mountain. It's falling. It's popping back up in, onto a clump of chest hair. I'm like, what the hell? And it was obviously looking for a warm spot to latch onto and start feeding. Make the boob joke. I, I, I know you're thinking it. Just make the boob joke. Thank you. We all thought it. But anyway, when you get a tick, uh, next thing you know, it's like handling plutonium. You don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. If I throw it outside, it could possibly crawl back in or it could jump back on one of the kids or the dog. So then I'm handling this thing. I'm trying to burn it on my stove. The thing fell off and now it's crawling around. I'm like, oh my God, and then then I'm burning it to death. 
And I, I'm a guy, this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll tell you, like, when there's a bug in the house, I, I catch and release almost every bug. The only bug I don't catch and release is uh, mosquitoes, if you need to know. You didn't need to know. I get it. Um, but with ticks, all bets are off. And I was burning this thing. I was squishing this thing. I was trying to drown this thing. And it just kept coming back to life. I'm like, what the F? I know, Mex. I know. You're right. I should have just flushed it down the, the turlet. I just blocked a guy. <laughs> you'll, ne- you'll never know what he said. It's not on the big screen. <laughs> I think the fact that I'm happy really bothers people. And so they want to tear it down, which means I guess there's something going in there, going on in their lives. But for whatever reason, my happiness pisses people off. Gee, I'm talking about a dumb tick story, and this guy's losing his mind. Uh, miserable, miserable people hate happy people because they are unable to achieve that. Well, because it's scary, man. You know, it wasn't easy what I accomplished in my, uh, my career, and it was scary. I had to sacrifice a lot. I had to do a lot of sacrifices. I had to live in places I really didn't want to live in, but I made the best of it as I was coming up in radio. And my mom, I was I was low man on the totem pole uh, back in the day, so I had to like work all the holidays, uh, in particular uh, Christmas. And remember, I'm one of seven, eight, nine kids. My mom held back Christmas. Uh, just so I could enjoy it uh, with the family. I mean, my brothers and sisters at the time, they weren't too happy about it. But, I, but uh, you know, I had to work Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, and I was far away too. I think this was uh, the Rochester year. So that's a minimum of a seven-hour um, car ride home. And I would, um, I would get in my car after my shift on Christmas, and I would get home really, I mean, really late, like Christmas night. And then we would have Christmas like the next day. She would hold back Christmas for me. But these these are some of the sacrifices you had to do. Making literally no money. I collected cans in Buffalo just so I could eat and, and drink. I flirted with girls I had no interest in at a, at a bar because I knew they would put me on the, the radio station tab. You know, there were a couple handsome women. But the kid had uh, looks back then. And I'm like, all right, use what you got. During my Buffalo years, I would have went only fans because I was willing to do just about anything to keep the dream going. But there were a couple handsome uh, waitresses, a handsome waitress and a handsome uh, bartender at Gabriel's Gate. And then uh, the radio station had a, um, a bar tab with Gabriel's Gate. And I knew if I flirted with the handsome women... That I, I could get something done. And long story short, I went there for lunch almost every day. Had a lot of chicken wings. And uh, I would be like, how, how much do I owe? <laughs> I'd play that game. Like, oh, it's on the house. Oh, we'll just put it on the radio station's tab. <laughs> like, thank you. So you figure out how to survive. So, you know, none of this came easy to me. But you find out a lot of the people that do trash you and, and attack you, they they probably wanted to do something like that, but they weren't willing to make the sacrifices or even give it a try because it's scary. You know, you get the shit kicked out of you every day by uh, by miserable people. 
I don't even have Twitter on any of my uh, uh, on any of my laptops anymore. It's on my phone still, and I'm like, why do I even have it on my phone? But <laughs> I had a lot of I had a lot of blood sucking creatures in my life, Carrie. <laughs> that is the truth, and you know whose fault that is? Mine. Mine. If I was brought up better. I would have made better choices in my life. I only figured that out a few years ago. See, kids, because uh, you're looking at a guy that used to be an enabler because that's all he knew from uh, his household. When you have one uh, person in the household that needs a lot of attention, everyone else around that person becomes an enabler. And then you go off, you leave the house to start your own life, and you don't know any better. And you also learn that crazy is normal. So you're like, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to surround my, my, myself with all these people. And then you fast forward and you realize, oh, my God, they were all nuts. And I got a little touch. But I take care of my touch. Most people don't take care of their touch. I was just interrupted by a Delta ad. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know they can't, they can't find pilots? We could blame the Biden. I have no problem blaming the Biden. It's the other thing, assholes. Like if if I if I if I talk about Trump in a bad light, that means I love Biden and I'm a lib. It's, I I just like calling him as I see him, whether I'm right or wrong. So we can blame Biden um, for the economy at this point. He's been in office long enough. We can blame Biden for the gas prices. He's been in office long enough. Now, uh, pilots, they can't find pilots, so a lot of airlines are canceling flights all over the place. People just don't want to work anymore. And then you get these stupid companies. All right, you got me going. God, should I get another cup of coffee? Now you're getting me going. David uh, Parmcast, another great live stream. Oh, love this. Thank you. I, I enjoy these a lot. Now you're going to get me going. I was talking to someone on the beach the other day. That's what I love, like I said earlier, about the dog. I talked to so many people I would never talk to, but, uh, you know, uh, it's a conversation starter, the, the dog. They want to know about the dog, and they want to pet the dog, and uh, Doggy loves his tennis ball, so they throw the ball, and blah, 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 and we get to talking. And one of the discussions on the beach um, the other day was these asshole companies that are trying to force their employees to come back into the office. COVID proved for a lot of us that that we could do our jobs from home. And you got and because of that you got happier employees. And you also realize that you you don't need 5 days a week to do your damn job. There are places in in this world where that's exactly what happens. People don't work 5 days a week. They can get their job done in a lot less time and a lot less days. And COVID proved that for the most part. But these asshole companies are spending so much money on, on renting, uh, you know, spaces and buildings, and then they're in cahoots with the local businesses that you know obviously need the action. And I get that. I feel bad for that part of it. Absolutely. Just let your fucking workers stay home. Why would you make them go back to something they they didn't want to do in the first place? They're just gonna quit. Four-day work week and teleworking um, is the key. Of course it is. Of course it is. 
And over and over again, and I know you're seeing this in your own life, you know, you talk to your local business guy or restaurant or whatever, and they're all like, I just can't find anyone to work. Because people have been treated like shit at their jobs for so long. And then COVID gave a glimpse of what it could be. And a lot of businesses did not suffer their uh, 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 their uh, their output. <laughs> Some of the words don't come out. I was gonna I was gonna attempt another word there, and I'm like, it's not coming out. <laughs> Productivity is what I wanted to say. Jesus, uh, you know, proved to these people that there is a better way. So it's too late. You show them there's a better way where they could do their job and hang out at the house, go in their backyard and take a quick, you know, coffee break or jump on the phone with somebody or jump on their Facebook and then get right back to their job. And for the most part, they were getting their jobs done. Let them continue doing that. It's time. It's time for a new way in America. We always do that to ourselves when it's so obvious that it's time to progress and move move into a, a whole new way of living, and then we just can't do that for whatever reason. So you got these companies that are like, come back to the office. So a lot of these people are like, you know what? It's not worth it. Go F yourself. And they're quitting. I got $10. I'm going to read this cold. Did you ever get a chance to eat at the WWF restaurant? You guys couldn't get in during the opening, so you wouldn't let The Rock into the studio as payback during the feud with him. Classic stuff. Is that... I don't remember that story, Prince Ham- Hamlet. I'm, I apologize. I just laugh because years later, it was all good with The Rock and we would joke about it, but it's one of my favorite things ever, doing the Opie and Anthony show, telling The Rock that he'll never be as famous as Opie and Anthony or something like that. That might not be the exact quote, but it's pretty close because he pissed me off so bad because <clears throat> he was accusing us of being racist because we had a a super fan in studio, a, a, a wrestling super fan that we had no idea at the time was running a site that allowed a lot of really bad racist crap. And uh, when we asked this person to to ask a question to The Rock, The Rock knew him immediately. This guy was on The Rock's radar. And he's like, if you're associated with this guy, I can't be here anymore. And then I was trying to explain that I understand what you're saying. If this guy's saying really bad racist crap on his uh, on his website, I get that. But he was accusing us. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. We had no idea. I, I literally was like begging him. I was like, I, I had no idea. And he didn't want to buy he didn't want to believe any of that crap. And then I got really mad and I basically told him on the way out that he'll never be as famous as us. <laughs> and then fast forward. He becomes a massive star, and then he started calling into our show again. And we would joke about that. And uh, in the end, The Rock was beyond cool. I got to say it. We got past that, but that's a true story, man. I was so mad I said that to him. Oh, thanks, Tommy. Tom, you're all right, brother. Thank you. I want to acknowledge some of the... the, I, I hate that the... The negative uh, people get so much attention. And I, I talked about that recently. Like, we all do that in our lives. You focus on the the one idiot. It's like, why do that? There's so many cool people around you with uh, with good energy. So with that said, I want to go back to Tom Me. You're, he's one of the good ones, man. I've, I've seen you a lot now for a long time. And you're always, 
trying to make the live stream better. You're commenting. You're keeping it cool and positive. I know some days I say stupid shit and uh, it doesn't work. I get it. But someone like Tommy, I uh, I really, really appreciate. And there's there's a lot of guys just like him. But I want to just focus on him as I, I end uh, today's live stream. All right? All right, guys. Have a great day. Once again, please subscribe to the OP Radio Podcast. If you enjoyed any of this today, please do me a favor. Subscribe. Listen to a few episodes. It helps the kid because that's where I I sort of make a living. <laughs> I don't make a living doing the live streams. This is for just pure fun and, uh, you know, and $15, $17 a day. And it does add up to go on a beer run. It's kind of fun to know, oh, man, my live streams paid for a beer for a nice weekend out here uh, with me and my friends and family. That's That's it. That's all I get out of the live stream. So subscribe to the OP Radio Podcast. Have a good day. And, uh, yeah, let's try to do this tomorrow. All right? All right, guys. Thank you. Boo, 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 boo.